This is Deep Dive. I'm Su Yi. On July 26th, the Wuhan Earthquake Monitoring Center reported a cyber attack from an overseas organization. This week, preliminary analysis has discovered malicious backdoor software with a potential link to U.S. intelligence agencies. This adds to a list of Chinese civilian facilities that have reported a security breach in the past year. Why do hackers target civilian facilities? What high-value information are they searching for? I spoke with CGTN radio reporter Li Yunqi to connect the dots. This episode is brought to you on Friday, August 18th. So, Yunqi, regarding the cyber attacks surrounding the Wuhan Earthquake Monitoring Center, first about the latest, how is the investigation going? So about three weeks ago, the Wuhan Earthquake Monitoring Center detected a cyber attack from overseas hackers. Uh, the center had sealed off the equipment that had been breached immediately and then reported to the police bureau. And there was an investigation team formed by China's National Computer Virus Emergency Response Center, or CVIRC, and a cybersecurity company called Chihu 360. And this week on Monday, there were media reports quoting the investigation team and said that preliminary analysis had found malicious backdoor software, computer viruses that are supported by government-level technologies, with a potential link to U.S. intelligence agencies. Uh, but beyond that, there's not much detailed information yet um, because it's still an ongoing investigation. And based on similar events in the past, the tracing and the thorough analysis report could take quite some time to conclude. But the reports also said that Chinese authorities will disclose a highly covered global reconnaissance system of the U.S. government. Um, so there's still more information to expect. Hmm. Who are responsible for this investigation? So it's a special team uh, jointly formed by two entities, a government bureau and a cybersecurity company. Uh, CVIRC, the National Computer Virus Emergency Response Center, um, as the name suggests, it's a national-level government department, uh, actually the only one of its kind, that's responsible for the identification and subsequent response to computer viruses and cyber attacks. Up until a series of recent attacks, this bureau has been pretty low-profile, but it has been responsible for the cybersecurity works during major events in China, like the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, the Expo 2010 in Shanghai, as well as the annual sessions of China's top legislature and advisory body, and also the World Economic Forums, things like this that take place annually. As for the other part of the team, Chihu 360 uh, is a cybersecurity company that almost everyone in China has either used their service or at least heard of the name. So I'm curious, why did somebody launch a cyber attack on an earthquake monitoring center? Many think it's just a civilian facility. It is quite odd to hack into a civilian facility, even though there has been recent uh, several attacks of similar nature. But at this moment, we can't draw any conclusion with 100% certainty, uh, as we don't know who the hackers are for sure yet. Even if we do, it's highly unlikely that they will be open to a face-to-face -face to talk about their thoughts and plans. But there are speculations on what information could be valuable in a civilian facility. So this center in Wuhan has been monitoring earthquakes since 1958, 
currently with hundreds of sets of monitoring equipment. Some rely on gravity, uh, some magnetic field, and lasers, etc. Uh, so some of these equipment they are deep underground in a well. So this center is equipped with all kinds of high techs, which are deployed across six monitoring stations in Wuchang, Huangmei, Jiugongshan, and three others. So they collect and monitor seismic activities in a large area in around Wuhan. And one theory is that the earthquake data contain rich geographical and geological information, and such intel's could expose the location and size, and maybe even more information that would link to the classified and military facilities that concern China's national security. Some of which may be underground, as the seismic waves they travel through the rocks and soils, their pattern will look different. When they hit a massive hollow space underground, and Wuhan is actually one of the major bases for high-tech and military research centers, the most commonly known one is probably the photoelectric industry, and but there's also the aerospace and aviation industry. China's space Sanjiang Group, a key manufacturing base for rocket launch vehicles, it is located in Wuhan and the neighboring Xiaogan and Yichang cities. Uh, Wuhan also sits at the confluence of the largest tributary of the Yangtze River, and therefore holds an advantage to shipbuilding industries. Lab 709 and 722, and more labs of state shipbuilding corporation, and last but not least, the Research Institute of Nuclear Power Operation, also known as Lab 105 under China National Nuclear Corporation. So many highly classified national facilities are located in around Wuhan. And it's also worth noting that in the preliminary report on this Monday, the investigation team also said this cyber attack appeared to be a military reconnaissance.、Mm. From the other perspective, what for what purpose can the geological data be used? This may sound exaggerated, but it may be a military recon for conflicts. An example for that would be the Gulf War,、um, which is known to be the birth of modern U.S. military power. Many people were impressed or even shocked by the overwhelming dominance of U.S. air forces, but another important factor is actually their intelligence capabilities, and I'm talking about geological intelligence. So before the Gulf War started, America had run large-scale analysis of the geographies in Iraq, and was able to locate Iraqi command centers deep underground. So as soon as the war started, U.S. Army deployed 5,000-pound-class laser-guided bunker-busting bombs to penetrate these command centers. But again, these are just speculations, and at this moment, there's no way to know whether or not the attack on Wuhan Earthquake Monitoring Center is of the same or similar nature to Gulf War. But that just offers an example of what purpose that geological data could be used for.、Mm. You mentioned earlier that this is not the first case for a civilian facility to suffer a cyber attack. What are the previous ones? Yeah, the, in the over the past year, keywords like civilian facility under hacking has been quite a common keyword on China's internet. And、um, so there have been reports of cyber attacks on China state-owned companies, infrastructure operators like water, electricity, internet, and railway. But the most high-profile case, but before this time on Wuhan's earthquake monitoring center, 
was the attack on the Northwestern Polytechnic University, which took place in June last year.、Uh, about that attack on Northwestern University,、uh, what has attracted the most public attention in that incident? So, apart from the fact that the cyber attack was targeting a university, the investigation team released a thorough report、um, three months later after the attack. And trace back to a very low-profile office under the U.S. National Security Agency, and it's called Tailored Access Operations.、Um, the investigation team had detected 41 hacking tools. 16 of them were identical to the ones used in Tau, or the short name for Tailored Access Operations.、Um, and that came to light after several leaks by the Shadow Brothers in 2016. Among the 41 hacking tools, another 23 of them also matched the leak, with 97% of similarity. So they were most likely the same tools with a slightly different configuration. There were also 54 Springboard IPs and proxy servers that were used to cover up, and which made it more difficult for the investigation team to trace back to the original attacker. So it seems a Tau,、uh, this organization seems to be getting quite a lot of coverage these days. What kind of organization is this? First of all, it's remarkable how the U.S. government could justify espionage activities, because by nature this is an electronic eavesdropping and spy agency, right? And when you need something that you don't have access to, you could plan operations with tailored hacking tools. And that's where the name came from, tailored access operations. So Tau is an elite but rarely discussed team of hackers and spies. It operates within the NSA, and a report on foreign policy in 2013 indicates Tau had over 1,000 military and civilian hackers, intelligence analysts, targeting specialists, computer hardware and software designers, and electrical engineers. Over 1,000 staff, that, and that was 10 years ago. And that same report also quoted several confidential sources that by that same year, Tao had already successfully penetrated Chinese computer and telecommunication systems for almost 15 years.、And、this unit was credited with locating over 100 Iraqi and Al Qaeda cells in around Baghdad. But on top of that, there's not much information about this mysterious unit.、Uh, this name has only appeared only a few times in media, and if it not for the recent cyber attacks on Chinese facilities, the coverage and discussion on this top spy agency would have been much fewer.、Hmm. So the report concluded that the attack on Northwestern Polytechnic University to be associated with the NSA. Uh, the NSA's special unit of Tau, and this time on the Wuhan Earthquake Monitoring Center. Preliminary report also indicates American spy agencies. Is there any reaction from the U.S. government? How about the international community about this? So far, the U.S. government has maintained very unresponsive to these accusations from China,、uh, while not publicly denying these claims either. It's also quite unlikely to get much reaction from the international community, as the world has been, to be honest, very used to U.S. government eavesdropping and spying on other countries. 
even national leaders of U.S. allies. And so, due to the lack of these pushbacks, the U.S. government has not changed its course. Government funding for national intelligence programs and military intelligence programs have increased from 68 billion dollars ten years ago to 90 billion dollars last year. So you mentioned the U.S. government spying on other countries. Are you referring to the recent disclosure、uh, when it comes to the situation in Ukraine and South Korea? Absolutely, but that's just one leak along decades of spying activities. When these information documents first came to light for the first time by Edward Snowden ten years ago, that triggered strong reactions from all around the world.、Um, the documents show that NSA was spying on the phone calls and emails of Brazilian president at the time, and she responded to this by canceling a planned state visit to Washington and demanding an official apology. An even more explosive leak was the follow-up revelation by WikiLeaks two years later that the NSA had directly targeted German Chancellor Angela Merkel's phone, but she just told Obama that、uh, spying on friends is not acceptable; it's not cool. So there were criticisms from her political rivals that Ms. Merkel allowed the United States to trample on Germany's sovereignty, and、uh, the public opinion in the country also soured toward the United States. So this list could go on and on. But ten years later, when more documents and information have surfaced, the world seems to just shrug off the most recent evidences.、Hmm. Uh, in the preliminary report this Monday, China says it will plan to disclose more information on U.S. surveillance systems. Do we expect that to make some difference? Unfortunately, it doesn't look very promising.、Um, as we've been talking about, there have been countless leaks of U.S. espionage activities, and the international community is just getting more desensitized on this issue. And that's the key problem here, because if you don't even care about your sovereignty. You cannot expect a hacking empire to do the job for you, and China, as a major target of increasing number of malicious attacks from U.S. intelligence agencies, is trying to raise the awareness on this issue among the international community.、Uh, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning commented on last year's attack on Northwestern Polytechnic University that cybersecurity is a common threat to every country, and they should oppose to cyber hegemony. And establish a multilateral and democratic internet system governed by rules and orders, but do not expect a global surveillance superpower to act with honor or respect, as Julian Assange said in 2015.、Uh, the Australian editor, who's been imprisoned in London since 2019 till this very day, so Assange said that, and I'm paraphrasing. The only rule for the U.S. government is that there are no rules.、Mm-hmm. Facing increasing uncertainties in the virtual world, China released a guideline last month to boost the cybersecurity insurance sector. This will encourage the development of cybersecurity insurance services to assist risk management and digital transformation for the small and medium-sized businesses. But the global governance system on cybersecurity. Requires more multilateralism and democracy to cope with the looming threat. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. 
This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Zhang Zhang and Qi Zhi. Special thanks to CGTN radio reporter Li Yunqi. I will see you in the next one. Thank you.